Hey guys, how are you doing today? I know it's been a long time and I have missed you guys so much. I know that you've missed me. A lot of people reached out, sent messages and you know, we just took a break and but we're back and this would be the first episode in a new series. This is um in a new series and a new season. This is season 2 and episode 1 and it's the first in the month of August and um it's just going to be a really interesting topic a lot of things are happening and a lot have happened and um yeah so we are just going to be having some sort of conversations around all that has happened working from home you know the policies how has it been with you so i'm just going to be assessing the situation from my perspective and the perspective of one or two other people and then before the end of the podcast also i'll be having a guest um a guest appearance and um so in the conversation, we'll be able to, you know, also get to know his or our perspective. Of course, I don't know if he's a he or a she yet, but I'm sure you'll soon find out. But then let's just get right into it. And today's episode is titled, you know, are we working from home or are we living at work? And so what does that mean? These two have really become inextricably merged, right? And so how do we ensure that the rise in remote working doesn't kill our work-life balance? That's really what it is. Because now a lot of people Zoom all day. Sometimes even in the kitchen, we are Zooming away. Um, CEOs of corporations also, they don't have a choice. They're at home. They're working. They are CEO at the same time. They are cooking. They are doing a lot of things. So really, the whole thing is merged. Work and life are being merged together. And it looks like there's no balance at all anymore. And I mean, what's your school of thought on that? I'm still going to leave um, a space where you can drop in your comment and your thoughts on this. But really, I'm just going to be assessing the situations, like I said before. And from my perspective, you know, before COVID-19, everybody, when this whole thing started, it looked like luxury to us that, oh, wow, finally I can work from home, the comfort of my room. I don't have to think about traffic, especially if you're in a city like Lagos State in Nigeria. I mean, you're trying to, we were all excited because waking up very early, trying to beat the traffic, it was a good thing for some of us. We don't have to think about what to wear you know, dressing up to go to work, makeup. So it was really good because we felt like, yes, and we still feel that way anyway, that we could do anything from the comfort of our homes. And we thought that we'll be able to sleep better. We can skip the morning traffic, like I said, and we can spend some time with our family. You know, we can linger in bed, take coffee for as long as we want, strategize and think about life. That was the idea. That was what we really thought about. But now that we're here, after that period, in some state in Nigeria where I am, um, the lockdown is being eased gradually. A lot of corporations are going back to the office. And a lot are saying that the productivity level of their staff and employees has really increased. So let them work from home. But the question is, at what expense? Yes, productivity level is, is top-notch. We're working our way. Um, we're working morning through the night. I know a lot of people will work. They resume and they have to clock in by 7 a.m. via Zoom. And then till 11 p.m., some of them are still having meetings. I have my fair share of that, even weekends. So, yes, from the employer's perspective, your employees are doing well. Um, productivity level is really great now. And for... For some staff, I think some are over-engaged. This is my perspective, I might be wrong. And, and I think some are under-engaged. Some are not even working at all. 
because what they are doing cannot be done from home right they found they tried to do it but it's not possible they could do little but for some that could do remote work a lot of things have been transferred to be done online and a lot of people are you know there's a brain overload so assessing the whole situation if i put it to you directly if you still have the option of choosing going back to work physically and closing at your normal time and working from home what would you choose which would you go for? Because now my nosy neighbor is around. She doesn't go anywhere. The kids are at home, you know, making noise and I'm working from home. Sometimes I try to run with my Zoom to the toilet just to avoid noise. These are some of the things that we go through that we don't know. I've seen a lot of videos online where people are trying to just do their work and, you know, connect online and kids just show up from the back naked into the video. We've seen people. I've also removed my wig in a Zoom session before because I totally forgot that I was on a Zoom session. I just yanked the wig off trying to scratch it. It was really funny. So a lot of funny things really happened and it's still happening, right? And that's just really what it is. And a lot of organizations are also trying to normalize remote work. And it's a privilege, honestly, to be able to work from home where we're trying to fight and flatten the curve of COVID-19. It's a privilege because, I mean, looking at the education system, the education sector, a lot of schools don't even have the resources to work or school or study from home. So this is not a complaint. It's a privilege to be able to work from home, but also we also need to know that it comes at a cost. And this is the cost. These are the sacrifices. How then can we ensure the work-life balance? How can we make sure that this collective strategy that we all said is good? How can we ensure that we are not taking we are not taking it for granted? And um, yes, we, there is no inequality in all of these things. And I also am of the opinion that the people who are paying more in this season are the women. I think so because there's a lot of domestic inequalities. I mean, I know that the guys here will argue with me, but we are the one paying more for this because we are the ones cooking. We are the one taking care of the household. Now that you are home, especially for some parents, welcome home. You have to sweep. Madam, before you clock in, you have to cook. You know, before we run out of the house, I'm going to work or I'm, I'm off and you come back late. Now, we are bearing the grunt on a big level. Yes. And, you know, the cases of domestic violence also is also increasing because, yes, women are at home, the kids are at home. So any small thing, back can't slap, you are getting it from, you know, the families that have such cases i mean this is my perspective and and i and i stand to be corrected right but this is it even as we acknowledge this privilege we must not ignore the problems that it comes with and we need to identify this problem there's an underlying problem with a strategy how do we define it how do we what's the long-term adjustment that needs to be made of course yes a lot are changing Putting over 7,000 people in a building might be a thing of the past. I was at a, I, I was at a particular office, was it last week, and I realized that they told me that they, they will be resuming by October. I was shocked. I'm like, I don't understand. This is just August. August, September, October, that's when you guys will resume. And I just came to the conclusion that, yes, it means that they are being productive from home. So they had to tell their staff to work from home, right? So if they are being productive, and um, that's the measurement from the employer's perspective. That's really great. But let's come to the employee's perspective. People are overburdened. There's a lot of brain overload. 
before I jump and um, go too far, I think I would like to bring my guest in. He, he also has some sort of experience around this working from home. And I just want him to tell us a bit about his experience and what he thinks, um, what he think we can do and what has he done to ensure a balance or has he even, I mean, is there a need for a balance? Is he enjoying himself? Those are the questions I'm going to be asking my guest. And, you know, so we'll just look at the situation together. I don't want this to be one-sided and then, you know, because really, it's really getting to me. A whole me influencer, they're telling me to come and blend pepper because I'm working from home. It's because they are seeing me. You know, those are the little, little things. A whole me influencer on Instagram. So those are the things we need to address, right? Yeah. So my guest, welcome on board. What's your thought on this? Because I don't know why you are laughing. When is already the whole you? So yeah. What, what do you need? No, you because a whole me. I can help you blending because... pepper because they are seeing me at home. I don't understand. I'm an influencer. <laughs> you are influencing others by teaching them how to also blend. Yeah, no, but I'm saying that. You are an influencer. So, influencers cut <laughs> across all. No. I mean, I mean that. All sundry. I know that, yes, I love to work from home. Taiwo, I love to work from home. It's really good. But I feel like my employers are also taking advantage of it. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not mincing words by saying that, right? Because everybody feels relaxed. It's Zoom now. We are all, everybody's relaxed, right? So that's really what I think. That's really what I think. Yeah, so, so Taiwo, what's your opinion about all of this? Because you're laughing about my influencer status. I don't understand. So what's really your, your um, overall experience with working from home? Why, and... why, why, why were you laughing? No, no, no. I, I mean, you were laughing at my yeah, influencer, influencer status. So if you are the influencer, why don't you want to influence others and teach them how to blend? Teach I don't them understand. How to cook? That's what am I cooking? I'm, see, it's so not what, about cooking. You said, what you I'm said saying you can is, say, you can show others, the audience mm, or whoever your colleagues, mm, they are cooking. You're no, just showing that you are industrious. That's not what, that is not what we are saying here. Don't, so why are you calling yourself an influencer? What not, are you influencing? That's not what I'm saying. Don't okay. question okay. my status, please. Don't <laughs> question me. What I am saying here is, working from home is good. I understand it's a privilege that we have the tools to work from home. But it comes with a cost, right? Sometimes you are, you are, we, are we are abusing it from the employer's perspective. We are abusing it. We'll sit down all day. Just, have you forgotten we're using data? What if I don't have light? I'm running on jet. I don't know if you understand what I mean. So if we're going to normalize it, if we're going to, it's great, it's good. We're avoiding traffic. However, there had to be a balance. There had to be some sort of, um, you know, there had to be a strategy. Whether you are the employer or you are the employee, please, there had to be a way out. But overall, I wanted to find out your own experience and how it has eased down and what you think, you know, people who are still at that very verge, what they can do, right? So, uh, thanks for the opportunity, and like you said, truth be told, the way I see it is that everything in life comes at a cost. So, we are saying something comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. When people are driving to work, somewhere, things come at a cost, mm-hmm. and now those costs are being totally eradicated. For example, the cost of running traffic. So, if you have your car, you have to drive in traffic, drive yourself, and then, or if you have a driver, then you have to get a driver, and then you are paying for your driver. So the issue of movement from home to work, from work to number of uh, meeting engagements, meeting with clients, leaving your office, 
finding yourself in another traffic and having to go back to work to render um, a submission or a report of what you've done or what you've agreed to do so all those things have been i mean practically eliminated now which is a cost of reduction of what you are what you are expending on a monthly basis or on a daily basis so aside that i also believe seriously that um during this dispensation the cost of your wares your clothing having to suit up having to buy and replace your tie and if it's a woman having to get um your skirt suit and get those pump shoes that you'll be using to break many of our of our towels and and um you have you all those all those have been removed off of your shoulder pads now hmm. i mean so and then the like you said every weekend you have to go and decorate your hair you have to go and buy weave on well, no, you're going to try to replace it well, we're saying it on zoom every what i'm trying to say is first of all everything comes at a cost absolutely so all these costs have been eliminated eliminated mm-hmm. the pumps and shoes you need to buy all those things will have been removed so there are a number of things that have been totally removed fine from what you said so there are now some new additional costs so cost of data yes cost of power yeah so i even have the, to create an office in my home just one corner just package the corner to look like an office space it comes at a cost why should that come at the cost of what so that are you telling us your house was not tidy before not are you saying that your house was not is, is not presentable is that what you are, saying are you saying your house was not presentable so why are you saying you, you, you have to decorate your, your palo okay, i don't so understand am I supposed to share, am I supposed so to did you have to recall or did you have to go and get a painter to come and repaint your palo just so that i don't understand also on zoom yes do you want me to be showing my mattress on zoom on my chair so you that 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 proper. only means that you have to sit up when you're having your meeting. It's you can't even, you can't you can't even, you can't What do you mean by that? You don't have a pillow. Oh, you, or your or your employer should have to come and buy a pillow for all you. All the way from the edge of the bed to the back. What are we saying? Yeah. So put your laptop by your lap. So why does your laptop have to be so far? Do I have why to put my face in this? Do I have to put my face in? You what have, if I'm using my phone? You I'm have, using my phone. You have options. I don't have. You have options. I do not have. You have options. Okay. When you're talking to your boyfriend and you're holding your phone for three hours, your hand Excuse will not pay you. And you're having you're having you're having a Zoom call meeting Excuse that's going to make money for I you and make money for your employer. Okay. Whoever whoever you have. Whoever you have that you need to talk to and you are on the phone for hours. Mm-hmm. All those it's I mean all this all this complaint don't come up. Absolutely. So so what I'm just saying is that I agree that there's a give and take yeah. from employers from employees. Yeah. In reality, truly, the the cost of sustaining data also needs to be augmented. Yeah. I think it should be augmented because um these are things that usually um, employers it depends on where you're working so I know that in some um, technology industry they provide they give it to you I have some friends who works in the telecom so the, this has been standard they've always been given all these things so it depends on where you're actually working um, but you might just so you might need to just cut across maybe some some but at the same time you see where my where and then the issue of power as well so some people want to work they also want to be 
productive they want to be competent mm-hmm. so they want to be um, they even want to do more than what is given to them but they have power issue within their vicinity within their environment that's really the situation and maybe there is no generator because really the sacrifice of generator wasn't really there before they just need to go to work and by the time they come home they will find a way to use um, kerosene lamp or all this electricity lamp or rechargeable lamp or something so maybe the issue of, of power prov- provisioning for laptops yeah. for systems to recharge the phone that they use, use Absolutely. to communicate and engage their colleagues so the, the, the point I'm trying to make is don't also forget that a lot of companies also made a lot of sacrifices some people have said they are not going to downsize yeah some people have said they are not even going to um, the reduce the salary and they've been they've been trudging on to ensure that they, they continue to sustain to pay their employees mm. they, they, they have not fired anybody and the only people who maybe they have been fired are maybe people who got themselves into trouble who couldn't keep to um regulatory requirements mm-hmm. i mean all this restriction on covid and then maybe some people who who didn't i mean their um, performance and so on so but that, that is so that that is by the way so whether there was covid or not that that will still happen so what i'm saying is that some companies still have done a lot of sacrifice so if some companies are not immediately saying okay get money for data get money for power i think it's just we are still in the in the in the in a situation where we need to be matured and I believe part of the strategy is there is something they call feedback. Yeah. So there should be an engagement between the employers and the employees. Mm-hmm. So what is expected and what is required, yeah. what can be provided and what needs to be sacrificed. Yeah. So there can be a middle point, there will be a, a, a mid- meeting. I know that some companies have said they are not asking their, their employees to come back, to go back to work till maybe next year because they just want their staff to be safe that's their primary number one concern so you know that uh, that employer is very very critical i mean that they're, they're being considerate of so it's not about maybe performance or how you're able to do your job or but the first thing is safety first so that's why i said that it's a privilege and of course, employers um, who have made such moves, we really celebrate them and we appreciate it. However, that's what I'm trying to say that, however, we are now abusing that privilege, right? We, because we now stretch it, we stretch this time. People are literally, there's a lot of brain overload. People are worn out, people are tired because we don't separate it anymore. You know, before we wake up, our lives are defined. Yes, we were complaining we needed to shut down. At least you know that you sleep, you wake up, you go to work, you come back. But now it's like you sleep and wake up into work and you sleep back into work. Like it's just like that. You wake up is work, you sleep is work. There's really nothing in between anymore. And like I said, I issued out a disclaimer, you know, before I started this conversation that some are even under-engaged while, you know, many are over-engaged. So this might not be right to generalize right but then this is the norm this is what is really happening so what do you think that we now what you've shared is from the employer's perspective what can we provide how can we assist our employees what can we do 
what can we leverage on however also on the part of the employees i also think that there are little little measures that can be taken right if you're working from home what can you do as a person what have you done so one of the things that you've mentioned also i mean that i was joking about is to have a space in a room that i call you know the workspace so when i know that when i'm there i know that it's for work and when i'm out of that place i don't want to see work I don't want to, if I close the laptop, I don't want to see work, right? So but what, what are the strategies or one or two things that you have done as a person, right, over the last few months to, to at least still keep your sanity while working from home? I think, I think first of all, there is nothing that will be achieved by just taking a unilateral decision. Yeah. You must be able to take your decision and that decision must be in conformity to what your employers will be able to accept mm. so um regardless how you want to do it so both parties should come together that's where but that's the first thing i, I yeah I mean, you know see. feedback mechanism yeah the two should come together to agree so when um there there's need to say you need to meet up to a performance or meet up an expectation mm. so what are those expectations and how can they, they be measurable yes. yes they must be measurable mm. can they be achieved are there things that the employer needs to supply to the employee yeah and then and then um so then working with with a i mean with timeliness I think it's also very important. So if um, you are expected to close by five or six, then you should be able to close as at that time. I think that is another thing that is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. So that will also I mean, provide some um, level of um, consideration for the employee. And boundaries. To, know, to let the employee know that truly my employer is considerate and it's not who just wants me to overwork myself because beyond just meeting expectation for for one day or for one month you must be able to sustain it it's very important so that's that timeline to be able to curtail and not do beyond that particular time you're supposed to work is important i think so that that i think basically there must be a a joint board between employee and employer that's where i see it I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Thank you so much, Daiwo, for jumping in. Um, thank you so much. I know that you're always there when I need you. So I can call you tomorrow again to say that, um, can we have another session? I, I don't care what your response is. I'm going to have it my week. So, so no problem. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, I mean, like we've said if there are what's your experience if there are contributions that you have or questions that you have or you if you have a totally different perspective please you can share with me and i would definitely include it in the podcast and then you can also send it to me on whatsapp or from whatever platform that you're listening to this um from and so like we said more like a summary there had to be a balance and then there had to be boundaries and then we also have to see yes it's a privilege like we said but yes we also have to have some sort of um, consensus employers employees this is what we need it has to be measurable and we have to be considerate 
right and if you're also an employer and you are over engaged because i know many people are under engaged so what we're saying for them they're like i beg maybe I'm, I'm having fun because they're not really doing much and but, but for people who are genuinely over engaged there had to be a way to break it and some people are even scared to communicate to their employers to say that since i think this thing is getting to me. because people are like ah, how do i tell them but really i'm sure that there had to be a a fair um level or a ground where we can have proper feedback mechanism like ty will say where we can give feedbacks can we adjust it a little bit can we have defined time not just endless time of meetings let's have a proper defined time oh we are starting and we are ending this way with that people will be able to manage their lives and plan for other important things right so but thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast and i would see you guys next week same time and on the same platform. Bye. Thank you.